Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the Ladies in London podcast. It's me, Alex, here, and... Hello, it's me, Fiona. She's come back. Yay. We haven't scared her off yet. And this I've managed amazing. to say hello properly this time. So, you know, it's onwards and upwards. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, let's face it, it wasn't any more chaotic than when uh, when it was me and Emily. We were chaos in person, not being personified. So. Do you know, I've, I mean, I've, I've been such an admirer of what you've achieved with the podcast. And one of the lovely things about it was the the lovely atmosphere that you and two created. And I kind of one of my hesitations about whether to join you or not was like, oh, can I can I can I keep this? Go? I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil the lovely thing. Um, so if part of that is slightly chaotic, then I'm in. Fantastic. I'm in. Yeah, it's like, that's our energy. Whimsical and chaotic. I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that that's on my CV. Fab. You're right. Well, yeah. um, what a fantastic episode last week with Katie. What a lot of fun that was. Fabulous. Yes, really good. And, and we've had um, uh, emails, people saying how much they've enjoyed it. Um, Marion uh, emailed to say, so, so pleased that we've not covered it now. Um, and <laughs> what a fabulous episode it was! But she'd she'd uh, read or at least listened to the audio book um, that uh, Katie mentioned at the end, Wendy Moore's book about it, and uh, so really delighted that you know it was a topic that we've got to at last. Oh, fantastic! Thanks, Marion, um, and I'm so glad that that people are reading that book as well. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's such a great story, and and like we said last week, I've just really crossed with myself. I didn't know about it. <laughs> Uh, well, absolutely. Yes. And there's so many things like that, that, you know, it's just every time. That's the lovely thing about London and guiding is that you're constantly learning new stuff. Yeah. And it's the great thing that I enjoy about this podcast is that we we look at all those uh, slightly unusual bits. Um, and we have another unusual one this week, don't we? So before we head on into the podcast, we, we, we should say this is the first one that we've done on location. Well, is it? Um, no, I think Emily and I did one sort of. Oh, yes. I we mean, did the was- Brunel museum wasn't there and there, there was the christmas christmas special in a taxi the christmas special in a taxi which, which famously you were there for many locations <laughs> yes <laughs> this is the first one that you and i have done on location which was yes. um a lot of fun so and outdoors what, as well and outdoors. First outdoors yes no i think you're right and amazingly it didn't rain no no it's all good and so, it's, it's wanna... an event as well yeah it's an event yeah there that has been going on for quite a few years now mm. I think I've, I've I've forgotten exactly what it was but I, you know I think we did discover when we were there how many times they've done it and it's an event that you and I have both independently thought oh I must go to that and every year yeah. I mean you know for 10 years at least I've been thinking oh I must go to that uh, and so finally this was the chance for us to catch up with the inter-livery pancake race at the Guildhall which is wonderfully bonkers. And this is the thing about, so a few weeks ago, um, I th- there's been a few things in London that I've thought, I really must go to that. And I've started to actively put them in my diary. And one of them a few weeks ago was the um, the annual clown uh, service. Yes. And I thought, I'll, I'll go to this. And I went to the clown service. And then I was sitting merrily, watching all the clowns, having a wave of a time, looked across the church. And on the other side of the church was Fiona. Uh, so we, we, we did exactly the same thing. There I was sitting in the in the service, looking, trying to peer around because we we were a little bit later arriving than you. Our, our view was not quite so good, and I got this text message from Alex saying, "Oh, are you are you free to chat? Or is now a good time to thing?" And I said, "No, no, 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 I can't. I'm at the clown service." And she said, "Yes, me too." <laughs> so I said, "I think <laughs> I said, I know. I can see you." 
<laughs> which then involved a very enjoyable bit where I sort of saw you and your husband like what, 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 like meerkats trying to figure out where I was um so I think yeah it's it's, it's there's so many kind of curious things and it, when we both sort of I think you mentioned the pancake race and I was like I've been meaning to go so it was it was absolutely perfect um and so we went out with our little microphones well your little microphone mine didn't work and um chatted to a whole load of really interesting people yeah um and this these are the results so um enjoy this gang uh, it's a lot of fun you can see this every year on show tuesday um we'll explain all about it in there and it has also led us on to do it wanting to do another episode um yeah which- so so i was going to say if if there's things about the livery system and the guilds that aren't clear after today's episode don't don't fret dear listener because we will come back to you and that and we um yeah we've already got some ideas of of halls that we might be able to go and visit and talk to people and things like that and so we'll we'll kind of come maybe this is slightly in the wrong order we should have perhaps given you the introduction to the liveries first and then the pancake race but yeah but that would be organized and that's not 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 (laughs) (laughs) um and also like if there is anything on these podcast gang that you you were here and you think actually i'd like to know a bit more about that please email us messages we've got a list as long as the hills for for things that we want to do and it's quite nice to know when you go actually i don't know too much about that that you mentioned in passing let us know because we're very happy to go delving Um, so there will be more on the guild hall and on livery companies in due course absolutely but for now sit back and enjoy the wonderful chaos i was gonna say have a have a cup of tea while you listen but maybe maybe what you need is what goes well with sort of lemon and sugar it's a nice glass of something chilled perhaps maybe probably Absolutely, yeah. Nice glass of chilled sancerre. Yeah. She says like an absolute potto. Uh, <laughs> so put your feet up uh, or, or make a pancake and uh, and have a little listen to what we got up to a couple of weeks ago. Hello, Fiona here. Uh, I'm walking towards the Guildhall uh, to meet Alex. It's a, it's a Tuesday morning. And I thought on the way, it might make sense to give a little bit of background about what the Guildhall is, what it, what it does. It's the government offices for the City of London and is the sort of civic centre of the City of London. And the city, I'm sure many of you know, is the financial district nowadays, but it's also the oldest part of London. It's where the Romans first built up a kind of proper settlement in about... Uh, well, enclosed with walls in about 200 AD. So the city is very aware of its kind of longevity. And technically, Greater London is 32 boroughs plus the city. But to a lot of intents and purposes, it works just like any other local council. Um, so the government offices have you know, people who sort out the planning and the um, you know, parking and rubbish collection, all those kind of practical logistical things. But it also is a government that can kind of trace its development back to medieval times. So there's a few sort of quirks that survive through the years, a few ceremonies that go on during the year. Um, If some people describe the parliament in Westminster as the mother of all parliaments, and uh, the city likes to think of itself as the the grandmother of parliaments because the, the Court of Common Council and the Court of Alderman, who are the two sort of parts of the city government uh, here, go back uh, longer than uh, the Parliament in, in Westminster. 
Um, and we're here today, it's not just any old Tuesday, no, this is Shrove Tuesday, 21st of February, which is Pancake Day. And today we're hoping to enjoy the interlivery pancake race. So let's set the scene. Fiona is on site at the Guildhall. Let's learn a little bit about it before the fun commences. And I'm, I'm coming down a little alleyway now into Guildhall Yard. Uh, and there's quite a few people here already um, getting, getting set up. There's what looks like a, uh, a sort of cordoned area that presumably will be the racetrack. Uh, so various crowds, you can maybe hear a little bit of a hubbub. I can see one of my city guides colleagues talking to a, a group of folks. And uh, someone carrying a large pineapple, uh, a sort of um, foam, foam pineapple, uh, about the size of about half, a, half a human height. Um, so this is, uh, this is you know, looking exciting. This is an event that I've always meant to come to. I've never quite got round to it, so I'm delighted uh, that we're, we're here today to, to share it with you. And I've just stopped with my backs to the hoardings of the Church of St Lawrence Jewry, which makes up one side of Guildhall Yard. It's a Christopher Wren church, rebuilt after the Great Fire of London, and currently doing having building works, so there are hoardings all around it, um, which have pictures on them of what, what you would normally see if the hoardings weren't there. So we've got a sort of slightly pixelated version of, of the church walls. And I'm looking north, Behind me, King Street and, and Queen Street run straight down to, to the Thames, down to Southwark Bridge nowadays. Um, so we're, we're just north-east of St Paul's Cathedral, um, so the right, right at the, the top, top of the, uh, the City of London. And I'm looking across at Guildhall, which is a building really in three parts. Um, to my left, there is the uh, slightly sort of brutalist concrete, um, not, not square, it's not chunky square brutalism, it's quite angled, um, offices that were built after the war, designed by Giles Gilbert Scott, um, who we, we know for Battersea Power Station and the, the red telephone boxes of London. Um, Giles also built the, the offices here. Um, and one, one sort of line of those, uh, there's a sort of corridor that runs alongside both the new offices and part of the old Guildhall. It's the, it's the, if you come in and visit, it's the, the, the walkway that you takes you round to the old uh, historic part of the building. And it's designed a bit like a cloister. And underneath uh, the ground here, there are two medieval crypts. And so actually the design of, the, of Giles Gilbert Scott's cloister is quite angular and it has a sort of modern version of fan vaulting um, to, to remind us of what, what it is underneath. And there's a little pod where the Court of Aldermen meet. Uh, so that stands separate from the main building on four legs. And again, looks a little bit like a sort of chunky space rocket that might be about to take off uh, with the big coat of arms of the city on the side. Uh, so that, that's the sort of modern bit of the building, which is to my left. Straight in front of me, we have the Guildhall itself, and there's a porch, um, which um, is sort of on the side of the older part of the building. So I say porch, it's kind of three or four storeys high, so it's a substantial entryway. It's white Portland stone, like St Paul's Cathedral, um, 
built in the 1700s. Uh, it's a style that is sometimes referred to as Hindu Gothic. So it's slightly Gothic and slightly inspired, sort of influenced by Indian architectural styles. So there are windows that are like church windows, kind of tall, thin church windows with a Gothic arch at the top. But instead of just being a plain Gothic arch, they're slightly scalloped. Uh, so they have this slightly exotic uh, kind of look to them. And uh, four turrets on the top of the porch, and each one of those turrets kind of has uh, one of the emblems of the city. So the two outer ones have the sword of the city, and the two inner ones have the mace of the City of London. And then in between the two turrets with the maces, there is, again, a big stone version of the coat of arms of the City of London. And the motto underneath, Domine Dirige Nos, which gets translated in various different ways by different organisations, but as guides, we tend to translate it as, O oh Lord, guide us. Uh, that seems the most appropriate. So that's the, uh, that's the sort of 1700s porch, and behind that, and at the bottom of the porch, there's a big wooden door. That's the ceremonial entrance into the old part, the guild hall itself. Um, which looks at first glance like a church. Uh, it's a stone building with Gothic windows um, and a, a quite stiffly pitched roof. Uh, again, sort of Gothic-y little turrety towers in each corner and a, a flesh in the middle, a little sort of um, like a sort of spire or a lantern right in the middle. So much like a you know, European medieval town hall. Um, if you, if you sort of imagine that. Um, the roof is actually a best guess of what we think it would have been like originally because the roof, uh, the, the building itself was burnt out, in fact, it's been burnt out twice, once in the Great Fire of London, 1666, and once in the Second World War. Uh, and so the roof was restored by Giles Gilbert Scott, who did the modern building alongside, but a very traditional style of roof. Uh, but the walls are the walls that go back to uh, medieval times. So the walls built in 1440 and uh, a fair and goodly house someone described it as back then. Uh, and the um, windows, through one of the windows I can just see a little glimmer of orange light from the chandeliers that are inside. Um, when you're inside the building you can more easily see that each of the stained glass windows has the names of Lord Mayors of the City of London uh, written out in the windows. So they're all there right the way back to 1189 when the city got its first Lord Mayor and uh, I think actually not quite up to date. The last time I went inside uh, they are a few years adrift um, but theoretically all the Lord Mayor's names up in the windows. I've just popped down to use the facilities of the Guildhall Art Gallery alongside and they are very nice facilities, much, uh, much bigger than you might expect for a, an art gallery, partly because they're also the facilities for the Guildhall and the Guildhall hosts big banquets and events and uh, the, the royals come quite often for uh, celebrating particular occasions and things. And quite often if you have a, a state visit by a visiting head of state then there'll also be a banquet here at the Guildhall. So uh, very nice facilities uh, and today uh, quite a few ladies just getting changed, uh, getting changed into their um, livery robes or indeed some, some slightly more fancy dress costumes. Uh, just met a lady from the, the Pipe Makers Guild 
who has a, a, a fabulous triangular hat uh, representing the sort of uh, the pediment of the buildings of the city of London. So uh, in amongst the crowds now, there's people who've come to watch who are sort of lining up amongst the barriers. And then there's, there's various clusters of livery. I can say liverymen. Um, most of the livery companies do admit women, and there are women amongst the crowd, but there's, there's more men than, than women. Um, I don't know whether we now use livery people as the phrase. Um, and amongst each cluster uh, from each different guild, there's, uh, there's kind of a couple who are wearing more ceremonial clothes. Um, the, the traditional livery robes are, um, I suppose, a bit like a sort of schoolmaster's gown, you might call it, um, in, in different colours, very often fur-trimmed and um, very often with a, a coat of arms, sometimes embroidered on the back or often the master of a, any company will wear an elaborate uh, badge. So like a sort of, a bit like a mayoral chain of office, um, they have the, the coat of arms of the company um, you know, hanging on a, on, a, on a chain around their neck. And uh, you can go up and peer at their chest and say, who are you, who are you, uh, to, uh, to, to work out who's who. There's 110 different guilds in the city of London, still operational these days. And uh, some of them are, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more familiar with than others. Um, and the uh, St John's Ambulance has just arrived. So uh, that's, if you're doing a pancake race, always good to have the, um, the emergency services on hand. I've even seen a couple of pancakes on plates going past and some very big trays of lemons. So uh, pancakes are getting going. Right, so let's talk to some of the people who are actually going to be taking part in these races. Uh, Fiona and I ducked and dived between a whole variety of very interesting people and got chatting to all sorts um, of lovely folk. Uh, so let's find out a little bit more about some of the livery companies that are taking part. And we wonder if we might have a few words with you. Yes, OK, what are you ask me? <laughs> well, we're standing with you. You've got this amazing apron on that says yeah. Tallow Chandlers. Yes. The 19th Interlivery Pancake Race. It is, indeed, Gosh, yes. Okay. It is, it is. Well, although we've been doing it for a very long time, but it's yeah. the 19th, you know, sort of formal one. And um, what, what, so can you explain Tallow Chandlers to our listeners? Yeah, Tallow Chandlers, um, ancient livery company. Been around since well, actually since about the 13th century, but our charter was in the 15th century. Right, and, not that we're counting. And not that we're counting. <laughs> and tallow is rendered animal fat. Yep. Uh, Chandler's candles. So we produce the the tallow candles that lit up the city of London. Fantastic. Of course, things have moved on since then, but yep. that's that's who we are. Yeah. And as a as a guild, you still produce uh, no, 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 no. We, we no, we have a very eclectic. Um, uh, membership, which are fantastic, from different backgrounds, uh, different parts of society, and so forth. I think you're the first person we've talked to today who has a hall. We yes, we do we have keep a hall. talking to people. No, we haven't got a hall. We use other people's, but you've got a hall. It's the oldest one in the city. Yes, 1672, built yeah. after the Great Fire of London. Um, and it's a wonderful, absolutely wonderful, and described by uh, people who really know what they're talking about as, as the most evocative in the city of London. I think we're going to need to come and see that, aren't we? I think you are. Yeah, I think we are. <laughs> yeah. yes. and, and what's your role within the guild? I am the clerk of right. the company. So, so you're the one who knows everything. 
Uh, supposedly. <laughs> supposedly. <laughs> Who's going to be listening to this podcast? Oh, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Probably the government. Yes, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But not, not the master. Not the master, the not the master. No. And no. how did you become a member of the Tallow Chandlers? Well, it's a job. So I'm, you know, I uh, job was advertised in the newspapers okay. and I applied for the job and I was in the army beforehand and, and here I am as a clerk of a livery company, yes, which is yes. great fun. That's amazing. Great fun. And uh, how do you normally do in these races? Uh, not that well. <laughs> I mean, you're honest. We're, we're here and we qualified for this year, which is good. Fantastic. And uh, we have um, no, we have a lot of fun. We have lunch afterwards. And how do you just, qualify? How, what's the qualification? Well, there's the first three, like Wimbledon, the first, like three weeks. The before. first three heats here today yep. are qualifying heats. So if uh, they do well enough, gotcha. they can then bring a team the following year. So we have done well so previously. Oh, so, well so, so we and are. Does that, does that also mean that the people who do badly in the main races drop out for next yes. year? Yes. <gasps> Relegation. Yeah. Relegation. Yeah. So there's no pressure. No. Okay. Depends Scandal. on your definition of success in these things, of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much for talking to us. What's your name? David Homer. Thank David. you so much. Yeah. For nice to see you. Good luck. Thank Good you. Luck. Good luck to you. Thank you. Now, amongst all of those livery. Tunics and uniforms that Fiona was describing earlier, there were some pretty bonkers uh, outfits as well. So we decided to make a beeline for the guy in, I think, what was the most fabulous uh, costume, which should have won, actually, the best costume. Uh, we're going to chat to St. Paul's Cathedral. <laughs> Lovely. Um, so we are with the gentleman who is dressed in the most incredible costume. What, what is your name? I've been calling you Paul, which isn't accurate. No, it's Dave. It's Dave. Hello. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and why am I calling you Paul? Well, St Paul's Cathedral, rent 300, uh, is uh, what the costume's about, and yes. uh, it's 300 years anniversary. So that yes. is what uh, today's all about, is our, fan our novelty. Uh, and I have to say, it is dress. an incredible costume. What's it made of? It's just made of, uh, it, like, a foam, actually. Okay. So it's quite light. Okay, it's good. Easy peasy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, no, it's good. Very, mm. very good colour to blend in with the, uh, with the apron. Yes. Oh, we yes. designed it specifically for that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I particularly love it one of one of the rules is you have to have you have a to hat have a on. hat so yours is shaped slightly precariously to the top hopefully it will stay on because i don't qualify if i don't uh, have a hat when i finish and gloves and a frying pan and a pancake oh my goodness and, and what are you, how, have you been practicing it have you sort of done like marathon training but in your oh uh, no no <laughs> St Paul's very, very appropriate to you as well. You're a chartered surveyor. I am so a chartered surveyor, yes. Yeah, very much so. Is, is, uh, all, is uh, all good. St Paul's, fantastic. Uh, get some trips around St Paul's, that's, that's oh, really yes, good. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, we do that regularly. Yeah. It's a wonderful place. Uh, and you're not the only St Paul's here today. No, There's somebody else. I prefer your costume, but I didn't say that out loud. That's all right. And, it's uh, very good. <laughs> it is amazing. But not, maybe not for running. <laughs> No, because it's more photorealistic. No. <laughs> and there's a few people in, in a, a few um, interesting costumes today. Why is that? There's a particular race, isn't there's there? There's a novelty race. Novelty uh, race. Uh, yep. Which uh, is either to the Lord Mayor's charity uh, or um, your livery. Fantastic. So. And where do we think your chances are? Where are we? Have you run the race before like this? Uh, no, uh, probably zero, but that doesn't really matter. <laughs> we're we're going to be supporting you. It's all about you. some fun taking part. We're going to be shouting for you. Well, thank you so much for your time. It is 10 to 12. And there's now quite a crowd gathering. There's, a, there's a, a, a thin row of people all the way along the barriers to watch the races. And at the start end of the race, there is a sea of white hats. So each of the competitors has a tall white uh, chef's hat paper 
version. Um, and the rules are they have to race with the pancake, they have to stand in the square at the end and the pancake has to leave the pan. It doesn't have to toss, but it has to leave the pan. Uh, but they are also not allowed to lose their hat. And I think that might be a critical factor because the paper hats, if they run too fast, ooh, that, that, could be, that could be an issue. And then the races began. On your marks. Get set. Yeah, I think we're trying to have barely lost touch with the pancake there. We're more vigorous if we can, please. That's better. And they've got to flip it, you see? Away! Keep going, there's bars in it for you. So we're currently looking at all of the novelty uh, costumes this year. And there's a wide variety. We've spoken to, uh, to Paul, uh, a.k.a. Dave. Um, well, we have... Fiona, what do you reckon the guys? It's got chicken... Sort of sit, looks like he's sitting on a chicken. We've got a, a pineapple. Yeah, uh, he's the polter. Oh, he's one of the polters, of course yes. he is. Pineapple's the fruiterer. Pineapple's the fruiterer, thank you. I was just talking to James, who's next to the he's other symbols. He's the cow, he's the farmer's. Not surprisingly, he's, he's right. Cow. Oh, yes, yeah. And then we have... Uh, oh, no, no, he's further down. So, actually, there's also a rabbit. There's a rabbit. There's Playing cards. You are good. How do you know this? I was master of all the <laughs> Were you? Now, were master of which? Farmers. The farmers. Okay. In 2018-19. So I was one of the lucky ones who we, you know, pre-COVID, we had a full programme of events. Oh my goodness, that's fantastic. So, um, so which, so which of the farmers then is the guy in the, in the cow costume? The cow, James, who is a farmer. James, who is a farmer. Black and white. Frisian legs. Frisian legs. Fantastic. Last year he was last year he was a scarecrow. So we we do previously he's been a chicken. Okay. So he's a he's a regular. He's your regular novelty act. He's our routine novelty act. That's amazing. What's your name? Rosie. Rosie. Hi, Rosie. And then we've got a chap who's dressed up as a horse. So I assume saddlers. I assume so. It could be carriage drivers. Oh, yes. Or Lorena's, maybe? Or Lorena's. At a push. What does a Lorena do? Lorena makes sort of bridles. Yes. So they're having a bit of a chat with some of the uh, the novelty contestants at the moment. Uh, but I think we're, we're rooting for, well, either Farmer, obviously James, or Paul, a.k.a. Dave. Any of this stuff. Excellent. I think it's so nice is, you know, the gun makers get involved. They brought the cannon and the starter pistol. Uh, the clock makers are doing the timing. Um, as well as obviously the polters doing the, doing the, the whole thing because it being eggs. So it really does bring all the livery companies together and, you know, into livery, which is what we're all about, really. It's really lovely. How did you become master then? Um, I've, I've been a liveryman for a long time and then we... Um, I mean, bastards really come from the court, you know, and court is basically the committee, because we're all voluntary. The court is the committee that basically runs the company. And different companies have different rules for how long you have to have been on court before you could be invited to be master. Uh, And in our case, it's you've got to have done at least three years on court. And you become junior warden, then senior warden, and then master. So it's sort of a three-year... 
two-year apprenticeship, really. And then, so that does that mean that you sort of host, like, the big dinners and all that kind of thing? What's your role as a master? Yes, the, the role as master, I always look on it as sort of steering the ship for that year, not doing anything revolutionary. or It's more evolution, but you're responsible for the particular events that happen in your year. You choose which of the lovely livery halls to hold your banquet at. Um, you tend to, the master in, in our company, because we're farmers, none of us live in London. I actually do as well, but anyway. Um, we um, tend to go to the host area of the master for our summer visit. So, you know, we either go to their farm or their farming area. In my case, I, when I'm not in London, I live in Bath. Very nice. So, you know, we had a dinner in the pump rooms and with the, all the flares lit around the Roman baths and things. So, you know. And so it seems like, as farmers, you, it seems like your membership are quite active farmers still. Is that the case? They are, and, yeah. and we tend to have lunches rather than dinners because we don't live in London, so people have got to travel here. We do have our own hall around the corner from here near the Barbican Tube, uh, which we share with the Fletchers, Farmers and Fletchers Hall. But it, it hall isn't big enough for some of our events because our livery is 400 strong. Wow. And we get very good support for all our events. But I look on the livery movement as tradition without pomposity. And that's what I think sums up. Yeah. As well as all the good works we do, because, of course, they're all registered charities. I just think it's a fun thing to be involved in. And people who aren't involved in the livery world find it intriguing. Absolutely. And of course, the Americans love it. <laughs> yeah, very much. I mean, we're, we're both tour guides in London, and uh, uh, it's, it's what I feel like today is we've spoken to quite a lot of people, and they've all been very down to earth. There's not, yes. you're right, there's been no pomposity no. and no sort of, well, I can't talk to you about this. It, it's been really lovely and very jokey and really yes. convivial, which I think yes. is fantastic. Humour is a very important part of, of what the livery's all about. Yeah. Well, you, you've got and, this. And this is the perfect <laughs> example of it. <laughs> That's James. Now, how does James normally do? Not very well, you know. <laughs> it's, it's the taking part. <laughs> is, is there one livery that tends to win more than others? No, I don't think so. There's some that invest, obviously, more heavily than others in their um, costume. We've seen the pineapple a few times. Oh, wow. OK. OK. Does it get retired after a certain number of showings, does it? I don't think so. <laughs> I have to this okay, the this runners, the winners of the novelty are about to be announced now. I think that's a similar family to the cow family, don't you? Yes. In terms of costume. <laughs> eBay must have done it very well. In second place, it's the Fruiterers. Whoa. Well done. This is a huge pineapple that is coming out now. Green tights and everything, it's amazing. But you say this is a repeat costume. Okay, here we go, the winner. Paul! Oh, it's not our Paul, it's the other Paul. Oh! Well, well done, St. Paul, the, the second one. So not Dave. Not Dave, the other. I thought it would be the other one. Yeah, yeah so did we. Yeah. Don't tell anyone. No. <laughs> and Rosie, have you ever raced? Oh, yes. Yeah. I won my heat. Very good. Of course you did. Um, but um, I peaked, obviously, rather early. <laughs> 
One year, of course, it rained, so health and safety didn't allow. There was no running, only tossing. Seriously? Yes. Oh, my goodness. That was hilarious. And the, it was absolutely pouring. Oh. And the as they tossed the pancakes, they were more and more sort of shredded with the wet. <laughs> <laughs> Does, is there a fresh pancake for each row? No, no, it's when it's literally run out of, you know, depending on how often, many times it's been dropped. Yes, of course. Right, we're going to actually see the race now. Get set. Neck and neck. Oh, that was lost. Oh, James, brilliant. <laughs> oh no, air pilot, your hat. And your pancake. And your pancake. What's the trouble if you've got some on your head? You can't tell. Oh, there we go. That that was neck and neck between James from the Farmers and the person on the side. I think it might have been just sort of Henry the Eighth fish costume. And they were all tight around the bend at the end. They raced back together. Just as they approached the second flipping zone, uh, the other competitor actually tripped and fell. So James from the Farmers took that novelty hit. So the line-up here is the big dome of St Paul's, the chicken from the Polterers, the uh, Lorreners bringing up the rear at the moment. It's the Polterers chicken way out in front, turning the gend, heading back on the return straight. He's already flipping his pancake on, as, St. Paul's. as St Paul's that won the, uh, the competition, the uh, novelty competition just now, is going to make it a respectable fourth place. But the horse of the Lorreners is galloping. He is galloping steadily along. With great determination, very impressive galloping. Yep, from coming the up Lorenas. on the inside, on the inside, we've got the Lorenas. <laughs> Actually, we've always the wanted to be horse racing commentators, <laughs> and this is our moment. I'm getting very into this. But all of this, of course, is very hungry making work. So let's go for a snack. So the, uh, the heats are going on, the racing, you'll be able to hear the starting gun occasionally in the background, but Alex and I have now done, decided to go for a very important thing. We've joined the queue to have a pancake. Yes, they are actually selling pancakes here. This is the whole point. Um, and I believe all of that money is going to the Lord Mayor's Charity, isn't it? Um, but we figured we, had, we couldn't come here and not have a pancake. So that is what we're going to do. We will report back on the quality. But I have to say, the atmosphere here is amazing, isn't it? There's so, I'm loving all these, these white hats everywhere. You can definitely see who's running because that's part of the deal is you have to both start and finish with a hat. Um, and there's a, quite a crowd of people, which I think will thin out shortly. We're going to go and uh, get... We are, yes. Yeah. Uh, we are going to try and get into the, uh, the crowd a little bit and see if anyone's um, supporting anyone in particular in a little bit. And so what's particularly lovely about this pancake race is because it's the interlivery and all the different livery guilds uh, are different trade-based ones, uh, they all do whatever is appropriate to them. Here's another... Oh, the <laughs> another, heat, another heat just starting there. Tossing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> 
lemons. So it's all go. It's all go here. Um, yeah. So the, the, the lemons. Oh. Yeah. Keep keen supporters of one of the uh, people in action in the in the heat that's on at the moment, just just next to us here. Um, yeah. So the lemons come from the fruiterers company, yep. and the eggs come from, the, and the whole event is run by the poulterers. Yeah. Who supply uh, the eggs and things like that. Uh, the, the the gloves are provided by the uh, by the glovers. The glovers. Yep. The um, timing done by the clockmakers, yes. I think, as well. Yeah. So, so all the different uh, guilds kind of uh, either taking part you or, want another one or professionally running the events. Yeah. Shout out to the lady there in the background who decided to ask her very grumpy toddler if he wanted another pancake right next to our microphone. Anyway, um, one of the lovely things about the pancake making uh, we discovered is that it is the people who are making the pancakes were from a restaurant called The Clink. Uh, now, The Clink is a very unique restaurant in that it is um, located, it's, a, it's an organisation that locates in um, several prisons and it teaches the inmates it's all about um, hospitality and restaurant skills uh, so that when they come out of prison, they are able to work in the food industry. And so we decided to have a little chat to the guy who was organising that section of the day. Now I know that you've got a really important role in terms of providing the pancakes and the link with the clink. Oh, I'm the link with the clink, yes. I, don't, I, I wouldn't say that I provide the pancakes, no. but I am an ambassador for the clink, yes. Yeah. So I'm a former hotelier. Fabulous. So, so yeah. So when I when I retired from doing that, I was very quickly um, summoned to be an ambassador for the clink. <laughs> and, and could you tell us a bit about the clink for our, our listeners? I would say that the most important thing is that um, so they they um, they do BTEC in for um, offenders who are in prison. Yeah. Um, and they uh, when they leave, and I think this is the most important part. Um, they have someone who looks after them and helps them to open a bank account, helps them find accommodation, helps them to find a job. So that because when they leave the prison, they don't live with a lot, an awful lot of money. So, uh, yeah. so they, um, so really, yeah, so they, they really help them to get back and and uh, you know reduce reoffending. Fabulous and really sounds like really practical, helpful things. For it's very real. Yes. 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 Yeah. And so and they're the ones who are manning the stall today. Selling um, the well, yes, I don't know exactly who's pancakes. manning the hall today, but um, sometimes they take people from Centre Point as well and teach them to oh, okay. be um, service staff and so on. You know, yeah. in hospitality. Yeah. Um, uh, but they might have. They might. So they, we, we call them once they've left prison, yeah. and they're doing the job like that. We call them graduates. Ah, that's, that's a good, good word, yes. But if anybody ever wants to try it, I don't know whether Brixton's open these days, but they have a very good restaurant in Brixton Prison. Yes. And you can go in there and uh, once treated my wife to uh, Christmas lunch in Brixton Prison. <laughs> and it's quite not, I mean, it's, it's good value apart from anything else. Yes. Yeah. 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 Great. And, and is there a website if people want to do that? Can they look um, I'm sure there is, yes. I mean, it's just, it's just the clink. The clink, uh, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And the clink was a prison in London, was it, on the South Bank? Of the um, South I, imagine, I, I imagine eventually, yes, it was in uh, somewhere somewhere on the Docklands, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's slightly different. I think that's a bit more of a sort of a horror attraction or something oh, like that. Oh, nowadays, yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Thank you good. so much. Yeah, okay. um, very, Thank you. very helpful. All right. <laughs> So we had uh, sugar high and some, frankly, pretty excellent pancakes. Uh, let's go and chat to someone else in the crowd who, again, we happen to to get chatting to and who turned out to be a rather big deal. 
Oh, so you've got to get. But I've only come for the photo, so I've not come to win. Which guild are you from? Uh, uh, Lightmongers. Lightmongers. Ah, I was looking at the badge going, what, what's that? But that makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, Lightmongers. The Lightmongers. Yeah, Lightmongers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, I, can I ask you to explain a bit more about Lightmongers? What does that mean? The Lightmongers, uh, we are um, a collection of people who are engineers dealing with lighting. Um, we work within the City of London, um, mainly electrical. Okay. Yeah, so um, we participate in our hall at Tallow Chandlers. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, and Tallow Chandler's was the, uh, uh, what we call the cheap wax. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we were talking to someone from the Tallow Chandler's earlier on. We didn't, we didn't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that was the cheap wax. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're a modern livery company. Uh, we uh, are number 96 of 110. Oh, yeah. So yeah. What, what date were you...? And, uh, well, um, 1953, we are actually in our 17th year. Ah, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and did you kind of split out, come from the Tallow Chandlers, or is it coincidence that No, no, um, it was the Tallow Chandlers and the Wax Chandlers that sponsored us to, uh, yeah, for us to become a guild. OK, yeah. fabulous. <laughs> very good. <laughs> Thank you very much. And then angling for an invite to a fancy party, Fiona and I asked what they were doing to celebrate their 70th anniversary this year. No, we're not going to celebrate it. <gasps> yeah, um, everyone has said 75. Oh, so, so, yeah, so, so it's November the 4th that right. it'll be 70 years. You're not doing anything at all? No. Because <laughs> oh. yeah, your robe is a lovely purple platinum, I mean, like... You know, in terms of the Queen's Jubilee, was all purple yes, for seventy yeah, years. You're, yeah, you're, you're yeah, beautifully. <laughs> and in fact, I think we should mention your robe because you're um, you're wearing it's, it's purple colour and then lots of gold trim around it the neck, is. and you're wearing a badge around your neck. With and then the, the flames. And the flames, yeah, lovely gold embroidered metallic oh, flames. Um, and then you've got your your badge has got fire in the middle on the shield. And two animals. I'm trying to work out what they are. They cats. One on. I think dragon. they're dragons. Dragon on the left. Certainly. Oh, facing yeah. us, dragons. That makes more sense. Yes. And a and dragon on the top as well. And there's a little bit that um, isn't actually mentioned, which is a little red strip at the top saying master. master. And, ju- and just to note, yeah, we've had um, three lady. Um, masters, yeah. uh, Margaret, Margaret um, just took. Yeah, I just took over Margaret's position yeah, in November, um, and it was 21 years ago when we had our first lady master. Okay. So I think we're one of the, yeah, one of the first with the ladies, yes. possibly. Yes. <laughs> and compared to some of the ones that have been going for hundreds of years, there is one or two that or still two. Ha- not yeah. had a lady. Yeah. 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 So you're doing, oh, yeah. You're doing well. <laughs> we're modern. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> We approve as ladies Thank who you. London. And so you all still work in that industry then? That's Yes, yeah, yeah I'm an electrical engineer yeah, and I run a business. Amazing. Uh, with, with the consort, my wife. Hello there, <laughs> hi. <laughs> Fantastic. So we've got, we've got the first lady of the... Uh, yes, do you, do you get a title? Are you, are you, you could be called mistress, you could be called consult. I prefer consult. Consult. Sounds, yeah. And currently, out of the 110 um, livery companies, I think I'm the youngest master. <gasps> Well, we are honoured. Yeah. yeah, but people do change quite quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and so you master for a year, or does it go on a year. that year? Yeah. 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 And presumably all the different companies change their master at different times all of different the year. Times. So it's a yeah. constant flux. It is. Of, yeah. 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 
Fantastic. Very and how is, how is being master treating you? Is it going well? Uh, hard work. Is it? Yeah. Um, so, so I have to work weekends to catch up with my job. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and where, where are you in your year? Uh, I'm three months, coming up to four months. Okay, fantastic. So what, yeah. what are you doing that's keeping you so busy? I, mean, I assume there's quite a bit of entertaining and... and... Um, eating. Eating. <laughs> it's a tough, lo- tough life, but someone's got to yeah. do it, eh? Yeah. <laughs> lots of lunches and lots of dinners. Lunches, Very yeah. Nice. And have, where... Speeches. Do you have a favourite hall to visit for lunches? Uh, so, my favourite hall is Tallow Chanders. Obviously, of course. Of course. Yeah. Right. Now, off the record. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is really Tallow Chanders. Yeah, it is a beautiful hall. We've just actually taken the details of the clerk, so we're going to go and have a little look round. Oh, oh yeah. Lovely. Yeah. So oh, okay. That'd be, yeah, that'd be <laughs> nice. Wonderful. Wonderful. Brilliant. And as uh, as first lady of mm-hmm. the world, let's say, what would you say, mistress consort. or consort? Consort. As consort, does yes. that kind of does the job sort of extend to you a little bit in terms of, you know? I yeah. There's lots of um, lunches and dinners that we go to as. Master and consult, um, but I also have some consult lunches of my own. Okay, very nice. So the other consults, they can have a lunch at their hall, invite you to, Mm. or Mm. other places. I've been to the HQS Wellington for lunch twice. Nice. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm out and about as well. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) Now, you get your formal robes of office, so you've Mm. got those to wear, but... As consort, I do oh. get a badge. You get a badge yeah, as well. Oh, a badge. yes, very nice. Yeah. A little, a little, a little bit more um, dainty, yes. I'm going to say, than the master's badge, but very nice as well. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah, I don't get a cloak, but. <laughs> well, thank you so much for chatting. What are your names? Uh, my name's Jamie, and this is Donna. Hi, lovely to meet you. Thank you so much. Nice What's your name? But now it's the bit you've all been waiting for. It is the novelty race so let's go back over um i want to hear your support getting all behind dave we are all up for st paul's cathedral aka dave winning this one let's go over to the start line oh we can see the the pineapple already on the start line for this the fruiterous pineapple which just came second in the uh, <laughs> so good we've got the pineapple in the second lane we've got st paul's in lane four the phone in lane three <laughs> yep yep definitely mobile phone <laughs> I think they may be the communicators, that would make sense. That would make sense. Or information technologists, I think he said. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes, yes. Super Mario, I think Super Mario has has gone for a functional outfit. He wasn't going for the novelty prize, really, was he? We did see Christopher Wren take a tumble earlier, so, you know, always function over form, I think. He's uh, he's practising toppings his pancake as well on the start line. On your marks, get set... And they're off. Pancake in the middle, they've all about equal with their tossing in the first zone. And it's pretty close at the end of the line. Pancake is just edging ahead of Super Mario. And uh, there we go. Oh, it's close. Oh, it's close. Mobile phone drops his pancake, unfortunately, and uh, brings up the wheel. <laughs> so great, I never heard. The mobile phone dropped his pancake. Headlane one, attacks advisors. I've now got split loyalties. We've got Dave dressed as St Paul's and we've got the man from the tobacco and pipe makers who I was chatting to earlier on and it turns out he's been on a walk with me. Oh, uh, so he's, he's oh you go for him, I'm going for Dave. So I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna support the pipe makers. He has seen some pools for years and then two turn up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fantastic. Are we ready now? On your marks. Get set. Oh, and they're off. And uh, fairly close to the first tossing zone, barely pausing to toss. Uh, I think it's the moment. Come on, Dave! In the lead, Dave doing well. Pipe Maker's also doing neck and neck between them. Oh, he's going to be tight on the finish for fourth place. Third and fourth, yeah, right on the now. line. Well, <laughs> Very well, impressive I would be racing. a rubbish racing coordinator because I'm just getting into it and just shouting for people. You're going to have to do all the work here, I'm afraid. <laughs> I've, whenever I watch, uh, I, I quite like the Tour de France. I, I do like watching cycling, and uh, they just have a St Paul's Cathedral in that as well. They don't do oh, that. That's a shame. But the commentary is so incredibly impressive because they pick out who's who in a bunch of cyclists in a mass. Bunch. Well, I picked out Dave. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> he's dressed as St Paul's Cathedral. Yeah, fine. It's quite easy to spot. <laughs> And like all good sports reporters, which we're not, uh, it's time for a bit of post-match analysis. So you're, you're the farmers. I am. Yeah. I'm the master farmer. Fabulous. And you've raced already then, have you? I'm afraid I, I came a very, a very good third. A very good third in how many in your heat? Four. Bronze, bronze medal position. That's, but that's the secret famous. is not to come first, because if you come first, you have to race again. Oh, OK. Yes. Because yes. there's a Victor Lodorum at the end, you see. Ah, You don't okay. want to be in that. No. That gets highly competitive. Oh, absolutely. So now you're, you're done for the day. You're yeah, just absolutely. hanging around, enjoying the atmosphere. I'm just now waiting for lunch. Waiting for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Which was actually the main purpose of coming. OK, yes. So that, that was just a little sort of amuse-bouche, the, the, the racing. Years of, years of training, though. Yes. Years yeah. of training. Absolutely. And and your your novelty racer. Yes. What, what's is that? The, uh, the, yes. the, the gentleman. That's James. He's James, um, he's actually a... riding a cow. Lovely. So yes. Uh, you know, as you do. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's a it's a lovely outfit with um, black and white uh, Frisian type patterns. Is that it is a Frisian. So yes. he's got back yes. legs of the cow and then two sort of front legs dangling down and James is upper half kind of emerging out of the back of the. Yes, I, I think the, I think the tail is the um, is the, the kind of pièce de résistance, don't you think? Is very fine. James, yes. yes. Could you just turn around? We want to see you in oh. your full glory. <laughs> Fabulous. Now I'm not sure if I can take a photo at the same time, but I will take a photo of you in your full glory once once I finish recording. But it is. <laughs> And, and the farmers, you're, you're an ancient company? We're an ancient profession, but we're not an ancient company. Ah, OK. Because um, if you think about it, the livery companies uh, formed out of the guilds of the city. Yes. Um, and the only thing you don't have in the middle of a city is farming. farmers. Yes. They're on the outside growing the food. Yes. So um, it's the leather sellers and the... There we go. Yeah, so the, the leather sellers and the butchers in the city. In the city, and yep. the farmers are all outside sending the stuff over the bridges. So you didn't have a livery company for farmers. Yep. So we weren't formed until 1952. Oh, OK. Um, yeah. And formed at the behest of the king. Yes. Um, as a way of saying thank you for the work that the farmers did during the war to feed the nation. Yeah. And also the farmers sense. collected huge amounts of money uh, okay. in war bonds. So the king thought it was right that there should be a livery company. Yeah, so we were formed at his behest. He almost forced the Lord Mayor and the Aldermen to accept us as a new company because it's quite difficult yeah. to form a company. So yes. he um, had a word in some kind of very 
senior ears, and we were invited to uh, to, to form. That's that's a very prestigious. Yes. Well done for that, and thank you for your efforts during the war. Well, so, a little belated, but you know. Your race went well. I I made it good for my colleagues because I came last, <laughs> so they could only only improve on that. So uh, that's a very generous yeah, gesture. It was part. very yes. much so. Yeah. <laughs> well how did the marketers do across the board? Uh, we didn't win anything, but oh. we enjoyed it more than everybody well, that's else. that's what it's all about. Absolutely. So will you be back next year? Most definitely. Try and claim the crown? 100%. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you. Well, we've come uh, just away from the hubbub of the Guildhall and all the races, and they've just started to filter away into their lunch, which, frankly, I'd quite like to go for their lunch. In fact, they, they quite quickly filtered yeah. away into the lunch. <laughs> and a few people today have said the main event of the day for them is the lunch. <laughs> and actually, following on from our conversation about the Clink charity, um, they were not only doing the pancake stall in the yard, but they were also catering the lunch yeah. today, which I think is in the crypt under the guild, or the medieval crypt. Um, so... Yeah, all, all of that sort of tying in nicely with the, yeah. the the charitable stuff. But that's the first time I've been. Is that the first time you've been, Fiona? First time, yeah. yeah I've been meaning to go for years. Same. And uh, how delightful. It is everything I wanted it to be. Yeah. Wonderfully silly. But serious to a point, but not hugely so. Welcoming. Some some people were taking the races quite seriously. Yes, yeah, some people were. Some of them were, were diving for the line yeah. in spectacular fashion. But... Uh, yeah, and, and it, it always seems events, um, city events, that people are very happy to chat. And yeah. that, that, you know, the, the, the ladies, we, people we were standing next to in the crowd, very happy to, to chat about who they are, what they're doing, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, And we, we totally missed uh, us having a pancake because we got a bit excitable <laughs> and started watching the, the races whilst shoving pancake into our mouth. But I have to say, very nice pancake. Very, very nice pancake. Plenty of lemon and yep. sugar. Classic um, lemon and so sugar. So much so that I, I managed to kind of tilt my plate and it very quickly <laughs> ran over my hand and straight up my sleeve and made it to my elbow underneath... Um, a, a coat, a jumper, and a long sleeve T-shirt. So it's a sticky day ahead. It's a sticky day, but it was very good quality pancake. There was an option for chocolate sauce, but I felt that was that was you know that's not classic, is it? So no uh, pancake on show Tuesday. And we've just seen just they were just sort of finishing off their two two Japanese ladies um, tucking into or posing for a photo with their lovely pancakes with chocolate sauce. Um, so it's an international event. Appropriate on International Tourist Guide Day. Yes, absolutely. And there's just one thing I don't think we managed to capture uh, in audio, which is the cannon. No. Now, I think it's mostly because we didn't know when it was going off and every time it did, we, we swore quite loudly. <laughs> <laughs> they did say, to be fair, in the introduction, the man said, as part of a sort of safety and health warning, um, he said, anyone who's standing near the cannon when it goes off be aware yes. and we all kind of went yeah 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 he's just making that they come. but my word yeah that was a properly loud cannon and it went off for the very first race and yeah i nearly wet myself and then it went <laughs> off twice later on but we didn't quite know it was going to go off so it didn't no <laughs> didn't i think it must have been the to... grand final and yeah. then one of the other yeah round, sort of near the finals and and in keeping with the day the cannon provided by the gun makers yes. company yep, yeah who are the only hall not in the city of London, not even close to the edge of the city, because centuries ago they were banished out to the East End because they spend their whole time practicing blowing stuff up, blowing stuff up, uh, checking cannons, noisy sods. So yeah. So I think that was a very successful day out, and it happens every single year. Uh, next year maybe we go to the parliamentarians one, although I'm not sure how I deal with uh, 
with seeing some of those politicians running up and down flipping pancakes. I might take a saucepan and uh, have a go myself. But anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think this was a lot of fun. And I, th- I feel like we've just scratched the surface of livery companies. Yeah. And maybe we should do another episode on yeah, livery. Yeah, and I think there's a couple of people that we, that were, were you know... Um, we could we, we could, could chat, up for that. We could see if we can get into a hall or two and chat. So to... if you're all of a dither about what a livery company is, do not panic. Uh, we're going to demystify it in a future pod. Absolutely, that's all a promise. Will be explained, <laughs> or at least some of it anyway. And can I just say, at the moment, we've, we've snuck round the corner to the sort of the back of the guild hall. She's going into guide mode, gang. No, just because you can probably now hear a bit of building noise in the background, but also some birdsong. And hopefully now a lot of building noise. Right then. Uh, But we're in um, a little garden that was a church, and it's one of three ex-churches that have been preserved. Little bits of the the church walls still survive. It was burnt down in the Second World War. It's actually rebuilt in America, this one. Um, But we've just got a little bit left and garden, and we're under the trees. And it's rather nice. There's there's a little a big lorry just going past but <laughs> really rather nice to have the birdsong right in the heart of the city of London and you know and we do have some American listeners so you will probably want to know uh, where that church is uh, it's in Fulton, Missouri um, because very simply it, it was a place where Winston Churchill did a speech uh, which was known as well it was where he referenced the Iron Curtain as part of the Cold War and um Westminster College. Westminster College is what it's now called, although that wasn't the name of the church originally. It was St Mary Aldermanbury. Well, so it's a it's a it's a school or a college mm. in Fulton, and uh, Churchill gave a speech in the in the town. I don't know if it's yeah. actually in the in the college or not. Um, and one of the members of staff, sometime later, they wanted something to commemorate yes. Churchill, and they needed a college chapel. And they saw. And they said, "What have you got story? linked to Churchill?" And we went, "Not much, but we've got loads of ruined churches, and they come from London." And they were like, "Yeah, okay." And a while after the war, they were still sitting around as piles of rubble, and they uh, they expressed interest, and the city city gave it to them. We've yeah. got loads of ruined churches. I mean, there's still bits of it here. We're sitting in front of uh, the base of a pillar. Um, still also, bits of it, but most bits, of it's over there. The bits that we gave, they were carefully labelled up and shipped across the Atlantic and things, and somewhere in the process the labels fell off. <laughs> so a pile of stones arrived. They didn't have any plans. Wren's, Wren's plans had disappeared. Um, I'm just looking through a gap in the hedge and I can see a, a, a tit. Um, a, 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 a great tit or a... a blue tit, blue I think tit it is. Or a, <laughs> something like that, hopping around in the grass on the other side of the wall. Oh, there's another one. I'm so glad you qualified it. <laughs> cool, OK. Um completely lost my train of thought there. Oh yeah, so they had a pile of stones and they just had to, it was like a big 3D jigsaw puzzle um, that they had to recreate um, in Missouri. There you go, a little bit of extra extra facts for you. Um, but that is it for this week, listeners. Thank you so much for coming and listening. We will be back next week um, with something else. Not sure what yet. Something else. Something else. Uh, we'll see you then so I'm going to put up some photos that we took today um, and there will be a reel on Instagram accompanying this too and on TikTok and all that Um, so go and have a look at the pictures and yeah we will uh, see if you've got any questions please let us know if you took part in it uh, let us know we we did sort of tell a few people there about the podcast and they were oh brilliant so if you were part of it come and uh, come and say hi Um, and it will happen again next year on Shrove Tuesday every year there we go Thank you. See you next week, listeners.